congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerd, Jessica Butcher. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. Shopping is problematic. No, it's not. It is, kind of, because Bonnie's right. You know what you're looking for when you go, if you're a good shopper. Then the problem is, is nothing seems to fit exactly what you're looking for until you find the thing, and it's like 10 times more than you want to spend. And then you do exactly what she's doing right now, and you go home and you go, God, I should have got that purse. Yeah. It was perfect. And then you go back to the store to look at the perfect purse, and you go, that's not as perfect as I remember. Except I would think that. That it's perfect? It was the right size. It had the little flap that went over top of it. It had a long strap. <laughs> it was a pretty good purse. I didn't get it. I think we might have to go back and find the purse. I gotta go to the bra Go to TJ Maxx first. Okay. Okay. Just to look. Well, we're, we're gonna be out shopping tomorrow, so maybe yeah. we'll make that on our route. We need to go to the bra store again. I tell you what, this girl goes through more bras than any human woman should ever have to go through in her life. Because I buy cheap ones and then I break them. Those ones you bought last time were not cheap. Those were at the nice bra store, where I don't shop because it's too expensive. Maiden Form? Yeah, but which, which store? Soma. Soma. Okay, so I really like Maiden Form, but they closed their store, and I'm pissed off about it. But Those... Kohl's has Maiden Form. Maybe we should go to And they have bra minimizers because my boobs are too fucking big. And they literally squish your boobs, but it doesn't, they're comfortable, but it makes you look like you don't have, like they actually squish you? No, they don't like feel like you're squishing, but it holds my boobs in place. So that, because right now, I'm wearing like a push up bra. Mm -hmm. And like if I bend over, my boob like falls out. (laughs) Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. Like they say, you You have to get up and go. People will literally try and tell me, like, you're wearing the wrong size bra, blah, blah, blah. Well, I've gotten fitted a million times. My boobs fall out of push-up bras. Push-up bras to, are not like, for people with big boobs. And so yeah. there's, like, nothing. the only thing I found is Maiden Form or Bally, which is the same overall brand. Well, we also found an article online. I actually found the article because Bonnie oh. sent me a text today and she's like, my bra- bras are going to break again. We need to- We literally went bra shopping a week ago. I swear to God. So I looked this up and I asked Google, I said, what do, what do you do if you keep breaking your underwires? And it mm-hmm. pulled up this article from this blog who gave the answer. Uh, it's saying that I'm wrong. I'm wearing the wrong size like my boobs aren't even that big yeah, like, I, I want a size th- d i literally wish i could have my boobs reduced oh. like at this point there's a girl i went to high school with and she had her boobs reduced and because she was like a triple d and she went to a d because it was giving her uh-huh. back problems yeah. like literally she was having medical issues because her boobs were too big there was a girl like that that went, was a few years older than me in high school she had the biggest boobs i have still to this day ever seen mm-hmm she was a little tiny thing mm-hmm. and they were absolutely they were like so big that they were bigger than her body mm-hmm. but yeah so she like has posted about how amazing this like her getting her boobs smaller has been and they're still big they're a size d yeah d is still a good size but she's like in awe of one it makes you look skinnier and like because i mean she's probably my size i don't like in high school at least she was skinnier mm-hmm. than i was but she had, you know, like these giant 
boobs and like you literally go uh, she was wearing an extra large and now she's at a medium and it has nothing to do with her actual weight it's because of her fucking boobs being too big <laughs> you have to, to fit get into a big enough to for your boobs button down shirts are like a no go if you have big boobs yeah no because it pull it pulls the buttons right here and then you can see through your shirt yeah boob gap major i mean as in you're going to pop a button and take somebody's eye out <laughs> I saw a meme on Facebook like that, <laughs> where it was like, I want somebody to trust me the way that girl trusts the buttons on that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's me in a button shirt. <laughs> it's one of those situations where you always want what you can't have. Yeah. Well, I don't mind the size of my... I would like to have bigger boobs. But then, on the other hand, I bought this gel bra years ago mm-hmm. that had like the big old gel inserts in it, and I wore it for a couple days. And I felt fatter. Did you? Yeah. And I'm sitting here holding my boobs right now. Sorry. That's okay. (laughs) Well, I mean... That's a funny thing. You have these conversations. Your hands automatically gravitate to your boobs. You're sitting there holding your boobs. Hey, at least your your boobs boobs. don't have spots all over them right now. Well, you're the one with a freaking virus. God, (laughs) contagious old broad. I'm not contagious. (laughs) So what's this virus name that you have? I have pityuriasis rosha. (laughs) (laughs) So we're supposed to pity you? Is that it? No. (laughs) It's actually not that bad. Other than I thought I was dying. And... Then I went to the doctor and she was like, no, you just have this skin virus and we don't really know what causes it and there's no cure. It'll just go on away on its own within six to like 15 weeks. That's a But she long... said it was going to get really bad before it gets better. It doesn't look like it's gotten any worse. because you can't see it right now. Oh, your whole body is spotty? Like my boobs are literally just like this giant like rash. You're gross. <laughs> and me. then it's like You're all grossing me out here. right now. Dude. I'd show you, but I'm wearing a dress and then I'd have to show you everything. What? <laughs> <laughs> but like literally, is it bad because of the heat too? Uh, it gets itchy because of the heat. But other yeah. than that, it doesn't really like. I don't know. It doesn't bother, it doesn't bother me. It just gets mm. itchy. Oh, it's just ugly. And it looks. It looks like I have like syphilis? measles or. <laughs> I don't know anything about syphilis if it comes out. Of I was the like, skin I don't think you get skin <laughs> rashes. Too. I don't know why that is the first thing that came to my mouth. I really don't. But if you ever get a rash, I highly re- recommend do not Google it because I googled rashes. <laughs> And the first thing that literally popped up was cirrhosis of the liver. And oh, I was like, oh, shit. God. Oh, shit. Too I know I boobs. drink on Tuesdays and Fridays, but <laughs> I don't think I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> like, <laughs> could my liver be failing? And then the second thing that popped up was leukemia. And I was oh, like, lovely. huh, I don't think I have leukemia. I feel like I would notice. And then you other start Googling the rashes. Other, what are the other symptoms of leukemia? Oh, my God. Pretty much. Yeah. And I've then I go too. to the doctor for Finally, and she's like, no, if I could pick a rash, this is the rash I'd pick. And I was like, that's not very comforting, actually. (laughs) If I could pick a rash. But it's really not that bad. Pick a rash, any rash. It looks, sometimes it looks fine, like you can barely see it. But like, especially when I wake up in the morning, it literally looks like I have like measles or chicken pox or like... SARS, I don't know. Like it looks really bad in the morning. Nicole, but it doesn't hurt, or I I guess it can give me like congestion and like some weird like flu-like symptoms, which Mm -hmm. sounds like West Nile over there. But they said there's like nothing. 
Like, you know, huh. you can... I well, mean, just, it's just know that the mosquito count is up in Oklahoma right now. So then I thought maybe I had West Nile virus, too. That's a bullseye rash, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's some kind of a bull. West Nile? I just I thought I was dying because of the stem rash. Now, now you know... Um, Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever has a bull. And they've rash. had reported no, cases in Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever yeah. is like the same rash, except it gets on your hands and your feet, and I don't have it on my hands and my feet, and that's why they said I don't have Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. That's one they're bitch too, of a virus. You don't want that. They said they're like the most commonly like misdiagnosed or wait, together. So like, is that a virus? People I don't think it's a virus. Get will have Rocky Mountain spotted fever and get diagnosed with pityriasis. Rosha. Pityriasis. Mm-hmm. That is so funny. <laughs> or vice versa. I think yeah, I might so go to dermatology just for the diseases. I guess other than like one does your hands. Yeah, and hands feet. and feet. And then like pityriasis Rosha doesn't go to your face, but it goes like down. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, it's like literally and for, she told me it doesn't go into your arms, but it it's on my arms now. But you can't really see it. Like I can just have you been touching yourself and then touching your arm? No. Well, I, mean, I don't know. I itch like when she thinks about pity arises, she, she touches, touches herself. herself. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, guys. Oh, we're getting a great laugh at your expense, Nicole. Well, we missed you. <laughs> That'll Last teach you to take weeks. the day off. <laughs> I missed you. We all Aww. missed you. We did. We just miss you when you're not here. We're not complete. And see, that's your noise right there that you're making. Yes. That's the Nicole noise. Only you can do it just like that. Yeah, I don't even. I do it. Because I have to like bend crooked. Martha said I sit too low. So, back to shopping. Oh, yes. Shopping. I have a question. When you go shopping and you're trying to talk to somebody, a salesman, even if it's just like to check out an item, does it not bug the crap out of you when they won't look you in the face? Because I'm usually one of the people that uh, I get really nervous and anxious. Like, I don't like to go shopping by myself. I don't like to go into stores by myself because I have this, like, internal fear no matter where I'm going. And I I found out it's called anxiety, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which I didn't know this, like, three years ago. Can I offer you a CBD gummy? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's part of the next story. But uh, anyways, so I found out I have this irrational, like, I have this literal irrational fear that everybody's judging me. Like, everywhere I go or, like... People are looking at me and like thinking about me, which is not true. Like I, and it's not because I'm self-centered. It just has to do with an anxiety. It's an anxiety, but I didn't know that, and so like I won't look a salesperson in the face unless like Travis is or like you guys were standing right next to me. Then for some reason that makes me feel better. Now, see, don't you feel like shit now? Maybe that person that was serving you today at the phone store had anxiety. Then don't get into customer service. <laughs> no, okay. That's all I'm saying. To be fair, I worked at Old Navy when I was in high school, and I didn't have that issue. I could look people in the face, but I think it's because I'm working, and I feel like that's like your job. a boss yeah. bitch. Like that's yeah. my 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 well, you, turf. Everybody has like a boss. I mean, a work persona that you yeah put on. Like I am completely different on the phone. Like at home compared to like work, mm-hmm. you know. I wouldn't want to be on the other end of the phone with her. She she could do collections. I mean, she's mean. I'm not mean all the time. I'm good at customer service. I guess I've only heard you bitching people out on the phone before. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm not like mean. the insurance company or 
the, I get my like point the, across. Like the phone person that, that with the life proof case. I mean, to be fair, I've gone to ham on some people like over yeah. the phone. All I'm gone saying like ham. is That's if somebody so calls into me about something, I'm going to try to do what I can to help them yes, you are and let them vent their problem without You you being are good at that. Rude. I was I was not being But if I'm at home and my, you know, one of my friends calls me or something and they start bitching about something I'd be like dude chill the fuck out well here's why are you my deal me like if I call <laughs> you used to text like a normal person right why did you call me and not text yeah so, yeah and then we go over to the CBD store do you, what do you know about CBD you know anything about it because mm-hmm. we've been advertising it like right. crazy right well the last time we went in there, this was a couple of weeks ago. It was before Mother's Day because... Because I got it for my mom yeah, for Mother's Day. So it was a Mother's Day present. So we, we walked in there and we were talking to this one girl and she was giving us information. And then out comes this guy from the back. And he's like... He's seriously trying to upsell. Yeah, he's like, you should get this one and blah, 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 blah. And he goes, this does all kinds of stuff like this, 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 and it cures cancer. That's illegal. And I'm like, okay, now you're pissing me off, dude. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of s- step back because they're a client, you know? So I was kind of like trying really hard not to say anything. So this time, Vonnie's mom wanted some more of it, right? And they say it does all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Which, if you look at the medical studies that they have done... They, Are astonishing. Yes, they do have some really cool things that it does. And they know this. But then you have other people that are like, yeah, my friend had four stage four <laughs> cancer and now she's cured and it was all due to CBD oil. Okay. I, I just don't buy that. I don't buy that it's a cure for it's cancer. Not a cure-all. It's not a cure. It's not a cure. However. That's like a snake oil salesman. That's exactly what that guy reminded me of. Is one of those old fashioned hucksters that stops by the side of the road and he's got his caravan out there, you know, selling different potions out the back of his freaking truck. Yeah. Well, the lady that helped me today, because you stayed well, in the car. Well, let me keep going here. I'm going to tell the rest of the story because... Vonnie and I are having this discussion on the way there. And I'm like, if that guy's there that tells me it cures cancer, I'm just not going to. She goes, sit in the car. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, fine, I'll just sit in the car and watch you. But boy, if they start going off in you, I'm going to sit there and waggle my finger at you. (laughs) And I didn't see the guy in there. But anyway, Uh, hold on. I'm going to tell you this study because it's like you see studies on CBD oil and like their benefits for cer- certain diseases, but I have never seen one as beneficial as to Crohn's well, disease. Yeah, I've the heard one thing that it, that it Crohn's yeah, disease. It was a like lot. 80, I can't find the fact, because our website is like blocking, or our internet's blocking all of these websites, but it was like 80% of people with Crohn's disease were literally showed like... Improvement, yeah. Well, not improvement, like they used the word cure in the... In really? the study, and not cure as in because it's still in your genes and everything, but they had mm-hmm. zero. Eighty percent of people had zero symptoms, like through they would do biopsy, that's cool, uh, like colonoscopy, all of well, this stuff. Well, it's got but a, it's got a lot of anti-convulsive properties. Yeah, like like for people who have seizures, and seizures, seizure disorders. Um, it's good for anxiety. It's good for all of these thi- these different things. 
I just think it's fascinating. But just don't freaking sit there and, and tell me it's a it cure cures for cancer. cancer. And I think everybody's different. And like, so there's still 20% of people with Crohn's disease right. that it didn't cure. And yeah. so it's just like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I want to try it one day, but I'm waiting for it to, because I know we have the stores here, but it's not the same medical grade as if you yeah. were in Colorado. And, so I'm kind of waiting the for The voting it to get. is happening for medical marijuana. And like, Two in, weeks. in two weeks here in Oklahoma. So we'll see if that actually passes. And if it passes, then I think you're going to see a lot more um, of that information coming out mm-hmm. because people will want to know what it, you know, what it's, what it helps. And it does help cancer patients. I'm not saying it doesn't. It helps cancer patients because they are able to eat mm-hmm. because the, the nausea, especially from um, reduces chemotherapy and all that other stuff. Reduces pain. Right. It does all kinds of stuff. Just don't freaking tell me it's a cure. When you're trying Unless to you have me. the study <laughs> in front of you and can show me the proof. <sighs> now that you that, off your high horse now? Soapbox done. So did anybody read anything good? Me. You read something good? Mm-hmm. All right. Who doesn't read something good? Well, sometimes you just don't get a very good one. I had a couple of real losers this week. But I had one from last week that was good, though. So You want me to go first? You can go first, since you're chomping at the bit to tell us all about your fantastic <laughs> book over there. Okay. So I found uh, this book on an advertisement, um, and I immediately saw it, and I had a little description of it, and I knew I immediately had to read it. What kind of an advertisement? It was like, like a Facebook? On, like Facebook, but I started following all of the publishers, and oh. so I see when they're publishing, or like, yeah. you know, posting about a new book and stuff like that. So this is called The Map of Salt and Stars, which I kind of told you guys about, um, and it's by Jennifer Jukadar, but... The book is, and this is going to be very hard to describe because it is so like beautiful and like such an amazing story. But essentially, it follows it follows two stories. The first one um, takes place in 2011. Um, in this book, it's fiction. However, it was based off of the Syrian refugee crisis. Um, so oh. that's kind of where the story came from. But it follows this little girl, and she's about 12 years old, and her name's Noor. Um, and she's actually Syrian-American. Um, she originally lived in Manhattan with her family, but her father died of cancer, and they moved back to Syria because her mother needed to be able to make money and support this family because oh. she has two sisters. Um, and so they're living in Syria, and her mother like moved them back thinking it would be safe, um, safer than when she left. But there, she, Nora immediately starts talking about how at night sometimes they hear this thunder and sometimes they hear some bad things happen close to their neighborhood and stuff like that. And one day they invite um, this guy over, his name's Abu uh, Saeed, um, and he is like Noor's father's best friend and he comes over for dinner and while they're eating dinner uh, their house is um, shelled their their house gets hit by a shell essentially and everybody survives but uh, Noor's like favorite sister uh, 
was severely injured and she had shrapnel in her shoulder, but they had to essentially gather anything they could left of the house and then find their way to a hospital. And all of the hospitals were packed with people because this war has been going on for forever and they just happened to be the next victim. And so they finally get to a hospital and, but they realize like they have to get out of Syria. And so the story is kind of them trying to escape this war but they just mm-hmm. end up in more war. And so you kind of oh. see all of these hardships. And it's very hard, like, it's very depressing to read. But it's, um, nor can, uh, one of her traits is that she can see and hear in color. So her mother quizzes her on, like, what color is the letter A? And she'll say red. And it never changes. So she she can see the alphabet in color. Mm-hmm. And it's just some weird thing. And um, she describes her father's voice as a certain color and other so um like the story is very beautiful and because her father died her father had actually um spent a lot of time telling her stories um like he would just not read her but like tell her all these stories when she was going to bed and one of her favorite ones is actually the other story in this book that you're following and that one is about um a girl named Rawaya. And she had lives in like, like this is like a long time ago, um, and it's kind of like a myth um, of uh, the time. And it's like this girl, her her father had died, and so she decides to kind of run away from her house and ends up being an apprentice to a map map maker. But she had uh, pretended she was a boy. And so she goes on these adventures, um, and essentially they're trying to map um, all around the Mediterranean for a king, for the Sicilian king. But they end up, like, it is like this, I don't know what the correct term is, but a tale, like, um, like almost mythological. Um, and so Rawaya, you know, as she's a female, but she's pretending to be male, and she actually ends up saving this group of people and like there's like it goes on and and actually uh nor the the main girl of the book she ends up having her hair shaved and her mother tells her to pretend she's a boy at some point during the story um, okay because for her safety because they are fleeing all of these bad people but so it's very so you kind of see the way these stories intertwine but essentially nor is telling her father retelling this story to her father but she'll whisper it into like a tree because she thinks the roots will go down and tell her father who is buried in the ground so it's this like very beautiful oh cool like, story and it's really amazing to read but it's called yeah that sounds like it's one of those lyrical type books it, yeah and like yeah. just the descriptions of everything and like even the way she describes like her house being shelled or I mean, it goes into, like, boats, because people sneak onto boats trying to cross borders, mm-hmm. and, like, the boat's sinking, and, like, her description of these bad events is... It's a very different view. Yeah, it is, like, and she's, like, 12 years old, so mm-hmm. it, she sees it differently Is there in anything the first place. wrong with her, or she, is she just has a different way of seeing things? She just sees things differently. It's, like, just oh, okay. part of... That's kind of just how they describe her as oh, a character is... Like I didn't know if like she was too. partially blind and that's why mm-hmm. like she sees the alphabet in color. Or... Nope, she just kind of I don't know part of I don't, it's just I guess part of her life that she and her mom mm-hmm. knows it and yeah. 
Hmm. But it, it does play a part later. And it's like, I don't know, the story the, and the way everything intertwines is amazing. Cool. Very cool. But it's called The uh, the Map of Salt and Stars, and it's by Jennifer Jukadar. And, by the way, one-third of the way through the book, yes, there is a woman, and her name is Sit Shadid. Hey, that's even better because My last it's your name. last name. So I thought that was awesome. Just try to say that name three or four times fast. Well, and Sit is actually, it means like mother of, I think, in oh. Arabic. So like Abu Said, it means father of Said. Like that, so they name, like oh. call people. So Sit Shadid is mother of Shaded. What was the name? Jennifer who? Uh, Jennifer uh, J-O-U-K-H-A-D-A-R. And the uh-huh. author is Syrian American, and actually, oh. like reading the back of her, her little thing is really Ooh, interesting. That's a beautiful book too. It is very pretty, and the, there's like a map that's really pretty. Oh, cool! That plays into this. I story. love books that have like cool artwork and maps and stuff like mm-hmm. that in them. Mm-hmm. And I actually had to buy this because I couldn't like find anywhere, and it just came out, so it was kind of expensive. Oh. But it's a first edition, so there you go. Cool. Is that her first book? It, it doesn't say debut, but it says on the back, like in the very back, her writing has appeared in the Paris Review, the Kenyan Review, the Saturday Evening Post, Pink Magazine, and Misna. Um, she's a Montalvo Art Center Lucas Artist Program Literary Arts Fellow and has attended the Voices of Our Nation's Art Foundation and the Tin House Summer Workshop. Okay, um, so. She's been nominated for a Pushcart Prize and the Best of the Net. Okay, so that's probably her first novel. Mm-hmm. Be nice to it. Give it, a, give it a nice protective cover so that it doesn't get all gummed up. Listen to me. I'm like, take care of your books, Nicole. <laughs> Treat them nice. Don't drop them in the tub. <laughs> I did not drop this one in the bathtub this time. Good job. It's been a while. You're getting better. You're learning. So, Bonnie, would you like to follow that up with your stunning review? Sure. I don't know about stunning. I decided to read Of Mice and Men by John Steinbeck because everybody talks about how they had to read it in high school, blah, 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 and I never did. Oh, come on. While you're telling your review, I'll be right back. Yeah, I I feel kind of bad because I did make a... Bonnie says it was a derogatory comment about having read Of Mice and Men in high school. And I feel really bad because I wasn't dissing the book itself. I'm just saying. Well, that and you said everyone read read Mice of Men and I did not. So I thought I'd jump on the bandwagon and see what it was about. And it is about um, two migrant ranch workers in California during the Great Depression who go to a farm to work. And one of them... Lenny has an extremely low IQ. I don't know if he has a mental illness or if he maybe suffered something that caused brain damage when he was younger, but he's not very smart. And he he doesn't mean anybody any harm. And he's, he's a very gentle, but he's also a very large man. He's very intimidating to most people. And the gentleman who is wandering around with him looking for work, George, knows this and kind of tries to watch out for him and everything else. And they go to this one ranch and the son's new wife starts to cause problems. 
the son's new wife? The the ranch, the farmer's son's oh, wife. Oh, 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 sorry. I was like, I don't remember that part. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and that's basically what this is about. Um, I wouldn't say that this is really was my favorite book. It was short and it was interesting. It reminded me a lot of Grapes of Wrath. Mm-hmm. And just that whole that time period in the Midwest was just so unlike anything I have ever experienced. And it, it, it just boggles my mind that you would have migrant ranch workers who work to empty some fields. They get their money, they blow it, and then they walk to the next ranch and do the same thing. Yeah. Whole different culture and time period. Very, very, very different. But, you know, I read it. It was interesting. It wasn't very long, so it's not like... You didn't waste too much time doing it. I didn't waste too much time. Like I said, it reminded me a lot of Grapes of Wrath, which was an interesting book. Very different time period. And some of it I liked, and some of it not so much. It just is really interesting to me that a lot of teachers assign books like that again and again mm-hmm. so many years later. I kind of understand a little bit why they would because it is such a different time period and the kids now can't possibly imagine and it was a very good book, and it was a little bit of a lyrical book, like what you were talking about with Nicole's. And um, I know I've talked about Marlena that yeah sits next to next to me at work, or did sit next to me at work. Um, she read this, and after I got done reading it, she was always very into the books I was reading, especially if it's one that she had read. She's like, "Didn't it just make you sad?" And I'm like, "Well, I mean, a little." <laughs> She's like, like I don't, ha- I don't, I don't have a heart, so it didn't really did you, bother me. How did that not just tear you up? You read sad books all the time, and I'm like, well, you know, I don't know. Like I said, it wasn't the worst read ever. One thing I really went through, it was the year 2000. I think I've talked about that before on this podcast. Talked about that need to read stuff that people consider a classic. Right, and I've tried to read some of those yeah. as we've gone, like, you know, I Because it's like, you can't be part of the conversation if you don't understand what they're talking about. So and it's I've, like... Yeah. Yeah. And I've told you before, sometimes I feel like the step, the stepchild of the podcast because you guys will start talking about these classic books that you've read, and I'm like, I didn't read that. See, it's good, though. I didn't read that. That's good. I read To Kill a Mockingbird. Can we talk about that one? <laughs> I'm kind of like Joey when he buys just the one encyclopedia. <laughs> Oh, the her v. friends. Yes. <laughs> yes. He wants to talk about the V words. The, yeah. And they, they start, he wants to talk about the Vietnam War and then they change it to the Korean War and then he's lost again. <laughs> That's me when you guys start talking about classic books. I'm well, see, This is a good thing. It, it's a two way street because you read something that's considered a classic and you go, yeah, but you, now you understand part of why somebody else considered it a classic, even though right. it might not fit into your picture of what maybe constitutes a classic novel. Right, but it was still good. It, it was. It's actually considered a novel because it's so short, and I did the audio, and it was only like four hours. It wasn't very long at all. Right, so you could bang that out in so, I mean, a couple hours. So, I mean, if you want to 
bang out a classic so that you can say, yeah, I've read Mice and Men. <laughs> now you can, Bonnie. Now you can. If you need <laughs> four hours. Get, get to stroking your bunny. Yep. I haven't read Of Mice and Men, but I read Grapes of Wrath, mm-hmm. and yeah, I we loved did, that one. Yeah, we just talked about it. Yeah. By the way, Nicole was absent from the... I had to pee. I'm sorry. Yeah, so she didn't hear us talking about Grapes of Wrath. Bonnie actually <laughs> compared that book to... The Grapes of Wrath. Grapes because, of Wrath. Because, you know, I read that not too long ago, too, because I had never read it. Mm-hmm. And I liked Grapes of Wrath better than Of Mice and Men, but they they were very, very similar. Yeah. Very similar. And again, in case you didn't catch that, because I said the title five million times, that was Of Mice and Men by John Steinbeck. Put your legs down, woman. (laughs) She's wearing a dress and she's she's got some skin. She's got her legs up in the air all over the place. I have been wearing heels since (laughs) nine o'clock this morning. And they have officially like bruised the top of my foot. And the bottom has a giant blister on it. Oh, that is so... This is why I don't wear dresses, Nicole. People give me shit about this. Well, normally I wear like flip-flops, but today... These shoes are not that bad. It's just because it's hot. My feet started getting sweaty and they're a little bit too big. So I got to find something to make them not Just put tape on them. Well... Put some some duct tape on them. They have inserts for slip shoes like that. I need that. And it'll make it just You don't want redneck inserts? Well, no, you'd see them. Those are open like, shoes. My feet are swollen right now, Martha. I'm sorry, baby. It's okay. I'll put them in some cold water. I mean, we joke. Hey, everything. there's an ice maker out in the... Out no. In the, well, it's okay to put it on your feet, you know, because ice maker's disgusting on the inside. Oh, people do use that ice. Yeah, I know. It's like totally disgusting. I'm not even going to... But they use the spoon for the coffee and no one washes it because I used to like... It's gross. And I quit using it when I saw why they keep breaking... Because all that gunk gets inside of them. Yes. There's an episode of The Office (laughs) that um, Kevin is on his feet all day Mm -hmm. and he goes over to the ice maker part of this hotel and sits down and sticks his his feet feet down in there. And all I can think of is anyone who gets any of that ice afterward is going to have Kevin feet funk on their ice. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh, I'm never using the ice at a hotel again. Okay, so on a completely like disgusting note, but also like not really related, there was a video (laughs) which I saw of uh, a woman who was in a public pool and it was pretty packed shaving oh her God, legs. I saw that. Okay, so what? here's the f- Shut hilarious up. thing. In yes. high school, we used to go to this hot tub and we quit going to the hot tub because this old lady would literally show up to the hot tub and shave her legs inside of it at the, this apartment complex and then leave. <gasps> That's just so we had disgusting. to we quit go- going because we were like, this is. Like what is wrong with these people? Oh my! That's I didn't like even clipping your toenails thing. in a restaurant. That's nasty. Yeah, it is like the most disgusting oh. thing you can. You know, sh- shave hair like gross, completely grosses me out. One rule I have always had, and Tyler has always followed it. And you know that kid had to just start shaving at like thirteen. Yeah, he's a hairy little beast. And uh, takes is, after his mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, started shaving at fourteen myself. And um, whenever you shave, clean your freaking hair up off the sink. There's nothing more gross than going to wash your hand and there's bits of hair all over the sink because pube somebody hair. shaved and didn't. That's what it looks like. It does look like pube hair. I'm glad Travis can't grow a beard because I don't have to deal with that shit. It completely grosses me out. And 
as as much as I complain about Tyler not picking up after himself, he has always, always, always followed that rule. Mm-hmm. He probably it completely get the top of his head ripped off out. if he did. <laughs> completely grosses me out. I mean, I it grosses me out to the point like you know, like when I used to use bar soap, and you know when you shave and you wash your legs, you yeah. get like the pieces of hair. Yeah, I would scrape. The sides of the God of the. I'm um, gonna have to remember that. I'm saving saving some for you next time. Ugh. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> gross. Gross. Gross stuff. That All is right. definitely one of my pet peeves. Ugh. Cannot stand it. All right, girls. Can can we have my book now? No, no. please. <laughs> Listen. It was really really good. I think you've talked enough today. What? <laughs> <laughs> But is it as kidding. good as my book? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Better. Uh, Martha, what did you read? Okay. My book was called The Mars Room by Rachel Kushner. And I found it, I was just, while you were talking there just a little bit, I was trying to look it up to see where I found it because I know I saw it on Facebook. Saw like a little review of it or an ad for it. I want to say that it was in Signature. The um, that's a kind of a book webs or a book page because I have that written down, but I don't. But I, then I looked and I couldn't find it in there. Signature making well-read sense of the world. I really, really like that page because it always has some really excellent articles about different books. I'm almost positive that that's where I saw it. So I went and put it on hold like I do with everything. I just sort of have 10,000 books in my hold position in, in overdrive from the library. The audio version of this book was, oh gosh, it was fantastic. I didn't really register that the author was the one reading the book because mm-hmm. I wasn't really paying that much attention in, this, in the beginning of it. So I didn't realize it until the very end. And then I just gasped. Because usually the author, I mean, that's not their business. Right. You know, speaking and, and talking to people. They're so, writers, not speakers. Right. So it really doesn't usually do it for me to have the author. God, I tried listening to a Stephen Hawking book one time. And that pretty much was like, every time I think of an author reading a book, I think about Stephen Hawking. But... She was so good. The poetry of her writing was, I know I keep going back to that again, about the poetic way in which the writing really gets to me. Usually if I'm reading a hard copy of a book, I will actually stop reading and pick up this little book that I have in my nightstand and write the sentence out Mm -hmm. that caught my attention. The, that's the one thing I do not like about reading audiobooks is it's nearly impossible to do that. Yeah, you can't even like mark it right. And go back it's, later. You just it's can't. An audiobook. I mean, so you just sort of have to remember to say that about the book, about mm-hmm. the incredible. I don't know. It's almost like um, it's almost like artwork in a way, mm-hmm. where you get a sentence in there that just it like smacks you in the eye like a punch almost mm-hmm. that you go whoa um, there were a lot of sentences like that in this book for me I immediately of course started searching for a place in my shelf for it and mm-hmm. I'm going to see if I can try to find a copy locally it is about the life of a woman who she has a really one of those people with a really hard childhood she her mom was kind of 
Is this another feely book? Did no. you read another feely no, book? No, it's not feely at all. <laughs> no, no. She is a woman who, who somehow ends up in prison with two life sentences. Dang. Yeah. But she's telling the story. Her name is Romy. The way that she tells her story, she's almost flippant about her life and what's happened to her. Mm-hmm. It's like all of these horrible situations and these horrible things that are happening to her are just not that important. Mm-hmm. She sort of just glosses over it and talks about it in a very matter-of-fact way. But the one thing that she really focuses on is her desire to be with her son, who obviously she can't be with because she's in prison. Mm-hmm. The thing that happened to her to put her in prison in the first place, in my opinion, she should never have been put in prison over. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things that for for whatever... You know, whether it was that she had a crappy lawyer or... Judge was in a bad mood that day. Right. All of these things that just did not work out for her. And then she ends up in this place. And it did remind me a little bit of Orange is the New Black, but not in the same type of way. Mm -hmm. Because Orange is the New Black has a lot of really... I don't even know if I can articulate the difference for you. It's almost like when they did those little vignettes on Orange is the New Black about the individual prisoners. Yeah. This would kind of maybe fit into that. But it was just so good. I mean, you don't even know how deep the book is because of the way she puts it across. You don't even realize how deep you are in until you look back up and you see the top far up above you, you know. Yeah. It's just such an amazing I don't know. My favorite one of those vignettes is when they did Tasties. Oh, yeah. I like Tasties. Yeah. Yeah. Because Tasty is such a happy-go-lucky character in that. And then you look back at her and you're like, dang, how are you not more bitter? Yeah. And this girl was a, this character, Romy, was a lap dancer. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was her job but she doesn't talk about it like oh you know my she doesn't try to blame anything or it's just her I don't know the character itself is just such a just such an interesting person in the way she approaches life Mm -hmm. it was excellent I really really liked it I've heard a lot about that book yeah it was And then as I started looking, as I usually do when I finish a book, then I go look it up to see mm-hmm. what all the details on it are, are. And it has been optioned for a movie. It's her third novel. So I immediately wanted to go and see if I could find the, the other two. two. Mm-hmm. Well, the one is about Cuba. I think maybe you would like that one, Vani. Is it like a historical it's a hor- fiction? historical fiction type book. Mm-hmm. And the second one is supposed to be really excellent. But people either love it or hate it. Uh. It's one of those. And they didn't have a copy of the audio at the library. So I'm still kind of hemming and hawing, deciding if maybe I should. Did they have the Cuba one at the library? Um, I didn't look to see if they had that one. I'll look her up. Yeah. But I predict this is going to be, if, if they do a good job in the movie, it's going to be a great movie. Mm-hmm. But it was a great book, though. Definitely something that I would recommend to a young woman to read. Because it just shows how quickly your life can turn on a dime. And the places that you can end up just by a fluke. So, yeah, it was excellent. It was called The Mars Room by Rachel Kushner. 
quiet in here. Why are you guys being so quiet? Well, I'm trying to find Rachel Kushner. Your fascinating review. And are you wrapped with attention? I am. I knew no, it, Nicole. Not. Thanks. <laughs> Quit changing my shit. Damn it. Predictive text getting you down over there, Bonnie? Something. <laughs> my fat fingers are my predictive text. I don't know which one. If you are listening to this today oh, on. I don't know what today's S- date is because Sunday is the day the that this will go up. The third. If you are listening to this on Sunday, June 3rd of. 2018, then you should probably go to one of our social media pages and enter our giveaway. We are giving away a journal, and it is called Awestruck, a journal for finding awe year-round. And it's a little writing journal that's pretty adorable, and it has questions in it, anything from... It's got, like, little writing prompts. It's really cool. It's it's very Mm thought-provoking. And that's kind of the entire point of it, is it's uh, to allow you to think more about random things or just essentially find inspiration so if you are a writer or even if you want to start writing or even if you don't care and you just want something to entertain you a little bit this book is kind of perfect for you but it is super easy to enter our giveaway um you can go to our facebook page and we've posted about it but if you cannot find our post on the left hand side there's actually a tab that says giveaway and you can click that and go on to our the page and essentially if you like our Facebook page you get two entries and if you like our Twitter you get two entries but they have to go to the link to do that yep and even if as long as you hit the link um even if you've already liked our page you still get entered you just have to make sure you're clicking on the giveaway link um so it's pretty cool and then we've got a couple other options for you to get uh, some free entries but yeah it's super easy just got a few days left I think four or five if you're listening to this on Sunday. So so make sure you enter. And uh, share. Uh, share with everybody you know. Yeah, because really, we want to be able to reach out and and share our good books and our bad books <laughs> with everyone. That's oh, yeah. why we do the podcast. You Plus, know, the more people you share this with and the more people that like our Facebook page and our Twitter page and that listen to our podcast, the more books we're going to get to give away. So it's more beneficial mm-hmm. to you ah, as well. So win, 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 win. Yeah. I know that we make a lot of uh, snarky comments and sometimes we get a little rude. But the truth about why we're here is about the books. You know, yeah. we, we do do a lot of goofy stuff. But at the end of the day, it's all about the reading for us. And we want to share good good material and information about bad material sometimes <laughs> with our friends and and pe- people who are readers are our friends oh yeah the other day i was on reddit and i decided to search three book girls and there have been actually a couple people on reddit recommend us when people ask for podcast recommendations Whoops, really? and they say yay three book girls so i feel pretty proud about that you guys are welcome to nominate us for some awards i was just googling <laughs> that by the way yeah right with that <laughs> yeah we'll be picking out our dresses uh, <laughs> for the awards yeah. ceremony. <laughs> but you know what I wish I was at right this second? What? Book Con. What? Book Con? Yeah, What's it's that? in New York. It's Book Con. It's like Comic Con, but for books, but better, because all of the major pub- publishers show up, and then they have book signings, <gasps> they give away free books. It's a convention. It's three days. I think I'm hyperventilating. Maybe. I think it's like $40 a day to attend, but you're also in New York, so you're probably okay, looking at like, I, I think we should make a, a goal. Lot of money. We, we need to make a goal. 
right here in front of everybody. Let's make a goal that we're going to, at some point, attend BookCon. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Are I you told with Travis me? I want to go next year. He said, okay. It's going to be a lot of money. money yeah. <laughs> we'll have to save up some money because it ain't cheap to stay in New York. But you also have to buy your tickets in advance because I was looking on their. They have a website. It's like bookcon.com. Um, but well, we're promoters of books. They should give us those for free. Uh, I don't think that's going to work, <laughs> or else the entire conference would be free. Yeah, but that's true. It's like 40 bucks a day, so there's three days. That's not too bad for a convention, um, yeah. especially for something like this, because you're getting free. Like, they literally are handing out books. You can go to any book signing for free. You just have to get a ticket, so you just have to sign up early, like online, so you get your free ticket, because they have like a limited number of spots, obviously. Um, but they have speakers, uh, like all this stuff, so it's not that bad. And then if you want like a t-shirt, it's 25 bucks. Wow, uh, that's really affordable. It's always in New York. It doesn't change. And I think this is maybe like the fourth year I read. It hasn't been going on that long, but it says it's the biggest book convention in the United States. That's cool. My little heart just got so excited. I think I need to go home and change. You can go to New York right now with this 100 degree heat. Yeah, it's probably hot there too, though. Probably not as hot as it is here, though. Not 100 degrees. It's damn hot. It was 106 in my car today. Was it? Yeah. I don't know if that was the actual temperature, but it was hot. I think that, yeah, that was our heat index. Heat index? For sure. It was really hot today. Well, you know, the last couple of days we've been under um, heat index. Yep. Heat uh, heat heat, advisories. Heat advisory today, yeah. Yeah. And yesterday. Yep. And speaking of hot, here we are. (laughs) That's going to do it for (laughs) Three Three Book Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.